the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. And today, I'm going to encourage you to get even more under construction today than you were yesterday. And maybe tomorrow, if the good Lord blesses with that day, a little more tomorrow than today. That's what being under construction is. Under construction is working to be a little bit better. It's constant and never-ending improvement. It's based on Dr. Deming's work of canine, constant and never-ending improvement. In the corporate world today, uh, things that fall under canine and uh, would be things like lean manufacturing, Six Sigma, Lean Sigma. Lean manufacturing is taking a piece of equipment and putting it together more efficiently, more cost-effective, and better. Um, um, lean manufacturing, lean sigma, I should say six sigma, is about a process. And it's about making a process more streamlined, uh, having less people involved, making it more efficient, and doing it better. So all those things are about constant and never-ending improvement. And my leadership training that I've been doing for 30 years that you can read about at likeitmatters.net is the same thing. It comes from the same school that Dr. Deming set up in Japan after World War II. What happened, Dr. Deming went to Japan, and as we've always done, is we've always rebuilt conquered nations. And so Dr. Deming went there with the American concept of continual and never-ending improvement. You know, in the Japanese, a lot of people don't know this, but before World War II, uh, the Japanese were not known for the same quality that they became known for in the 60s and the 70s. See, but uh, before World War II, they actually would make things in a city called Yusa. U-S-A, Japan. Yusa, Japan. Why? Because they were not known for their quality. They were not known. They were like kind of what we consider China today. It's cheap. It's uh, made a, a, a copied something else, and it's probably not going to get there. Or when it does get there, it's not good. So China, I mean Japan, would actually make things in a city called Yusa, Japan, so that people around the world will buy something believing it was made in America. What? Say made in Yusa, U-S-A. And so after Dr. Deming went there, you got to think about this. The end of the war was in the late 40s, and by the late 70s, Japan was competing with America on American soil in our most lucrative of all industries, the automotive industry. We had to lock on the world system, basically. And so it's pretty impressive that in 30 years, Japan went from a nuclear-devastated country. Two of its largest cities had nuclear bombs dropped on them. And yet, within 30 years of being devastated, they were now competing with the largest economy in the world. And how did they do that? With the same concept 
that I do my leadership training on. And so go to likeitmatters.net. You can read about it. And today we want to talk about what's holding you back. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we put up walls. Just like in the founding of the Old West, when the, uh, when the people traveling west, when the pioneers, uh, when they were under attack from the Native Americans, what would they do? They would circle the wagons. They would create a wall around them so that they had some sort of protection. And that's what we do in life. We put up walls. And see, we got to realize this, that we are products of our past. Now, it doesn't mean that we have to be dictated and directed by our past, but understand this, that our family of origin issues are huge. Dr. Adler says by the time a child is six years old, the majority of their map of reality is in place, their basic structure of their belief system. Do you hear that? By the time someone's six. Man, that's what I'm saying. We put together this, these family of origin issues, especially if you have a traumatic childhood. They create thoughts. They create belief systems. They create patterns that are with us for the rest of our lives unless we consciously go in there and do something about it. It kind of reminds me of a story uh, that circulated among therapeutic circles for years. And it's about the way to cook a ham. Perhaps you remember it. It goes something like this. A little girl noticed her mother cutting the butt end off the ham to cook it for the family holiday dinner. And she was curious. So she asked, hey, mom, why do you cut off the end of the ham to cook it? The mother, without giving it a moment's thought, replied, why? This is the way my mother always cooked a ham. So I know it's the right way to do it. That's what I was taught. So I was brought up. Well, the little girl's grandmother happened to live close by. So upon visiting her, she asked her the same question. Grandma, why do you cut the butt end off the ham before you cook it? Her grandmother replied that her mother taught her to cook a ham like that. Great granny happened to be visiting for the holiday. So the little girl went to her and asked again the same question. But this time, she got the real answer. Great grandma said, child... When I was cooking hams back then, I only owned one baking pan, and it was a small one. It's too small to hold a whole ham, so I would cut the butt end off the ham to make it fit. And see, ladies and gentlemen, this is how it works. We follow, and many times without question, family dictums, internalized beliefs that generate nothing but misery. That's why we live in a world that wants to get our DNA checked. We get our DNA checked to see what percentage of a victim we are. We're so wrapped up in our past. We believe that we're determined by our past. Ladies and gentlemen, we are determined by what we do with our past. We are not determined by our past. That's why the saying says that you can tell a man's religion in time of despair. Because when someone's back's against the wall, what comes out of them is the animal, the base, the innate, what's been programmed in there. Like Proverbs 26.11 says, like a dog that returns to its vomit is a fool who repeats his folly, right? The definition of insanity, right, is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And see, this is how we operate. We do unto others what has been done unto us. I've counseled for 30 years, and most people who molested someone else were molested. One thing I learned a long time ago is we begat likeness. You know, if you plant apples, you're going to get apples. If you plant hatred, you're going to get hatred. If you plant abuse, you're going to get abuse. 
Usually alcoholics begat alcoholics. Usually addicts begat addicts. Usually abusers begat abusers. See, it becomes an unconscious program. In transactional analysis, it's called a life script. And what a life script is, is we create stories about our lives, what they have been and what they will be. And this starts in childhood. This has a, it grabs a hold of us, where we weave our perceptions of ourselves and of the world around us into a narrative about what we can and will do or can't do. This is what we're talking about. This is called a map of reality. And these life scripts then continue to have a deep and unconscious effect on how we live our lives. They affect the decisions we make. They control what we think we could easily do and what we could never do. They shape our self-image and yet are seldom realized and are seldom even analyzed. Where did they come from? Do they, are they proper? Should they exist? Why do they exist at all? And our life scripts are often encouraged and shaped by parents and other family members, teachers, um, coaches, whose life scripts were shaped by their parents and so on. In this way, we become a product of our family's history. This is really important to understand, ladies and gentlemen, but you don't have to be that person. See, you can change the programming. And that's what it is. We've all been programmed. And what's going on right now in the world around us is we're still being programmed. And this is why I want you to know what's going on. You might like the programming, so let it happen. But I want you to be aware, just like the whole abortion issue, is don't tell me what to do with my body. But the same thing was with the shot. The same people say, don't tell me what to do with my body. We're okay with them strapping me down and sticking a needle in my arm with something I didn't want. But these same people that say, don't tell me what to do with my body, will say, oh, you have to get that shot. Even if we have to throw you in jail, even if we put you in a camp, or we have to hold you down to stick you, we're going to get that in you. Wow. See, ladies and gentlemen, this has nothing to do with reality. This has to do with our past. And what we're going to talk about today is the walls that we put up. And these walls dictate so much. And today's show is called Another Brick in the Wall. I'm Black, and we'll be right back. Uh, listen, I was wondering, can I ask you a question? Uh, was your father a meat burglar? Here's why I asked, because it looked like somebody stole two fine hams and shoved them down the back of your dress. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings follow Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult, and I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows, I've walked on glass, I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
cold shower send to chill up your spine, you better get Champion Plumbing on the line. They'll install a water heater today and your freezing and sneezing will all go away. Tankless, electric, conventional gas, a certified pro will put it in fast. Keep your water heater in top-notch condition. Make a regular appointment with your Champion technician. Call Champion Plumbing for emergency and same-day water heater replacement for the entire metro. Check out hundreds of five-star reviews at championplumbing.net. That's championplumbing.net. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and applications. Another, today, we're talking about another brick in the wall. You know, I talk about this all the time, that we have walls in our lives. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't care how bad someone has hurt you, nobody can put up a wall in your life but you. And it really doesn't matter how bad someone else wants to help you. No one can take a wall down out of your life but you. See, it's an internal building project. No one made you build that wall. Now, they might have done some things that caused a lot of pain. And then what you did is you started putting up a wall. See, we put up these walls to protect ourselves uh, because it hurts. Now, someone that said, I do, maybe they found out they didn't and they cheated on you or they, they violated your trust. And you can't trust people anymore. Maybe when you were a little kid, uh, you just wanted mommy and daddy to be at your your uh, dance recitals or your football games or your baseball games. But dad was too busy and mom had a drinking problem. And so then all of a sudden you start going into I'm not good enough. I have no value. Nobody cares about me. I pity See, myself. What happens, we start putting up these walls because we, we got to make sense of it. See, we're little meaning makers. This is where logotherapy comes in. That man has a will to meaning. As little kids, what we do, we ask the question, why, Daddy? Why, Mommy? Why did those two people just do that? Why did he say that to her? Why does that say that? Why did he just do that? Why did you do this, Daddy? When that police officer pulled you over, why were you so mean to him? When that police officer pulled you over, why were you so nice to him? Why do you yell at mommy all the time? Why do you not love mommy? Uh, Is it my fault that you and mommy are getting a divorce? See, what we do is we start making meaning out of all this stuff. And then what we do is once we have a thought, remember what thinking is. Thinking is nothing more than talking to yourself. That's what a thought is. And some thoughts take hold and some thoughts go away. And you know what I've learned over the decades? Is that usually the ones that take hold are not the good ones. They're the bad ones. 
That's why I talk about all the time that leaders remember the right thing because we have an enemy. We have a world that wants to help you remember the wrong things. You know, if you're a child of God, then you have three enemies. You have the world system because the world system is a system that's anti-God. You have the devil himself because you're a child of God and the devil hates anything that God loves. But you know what the third enemy you have is? It's you. It's your flesh. (laughs) It's your humanity. It's that you're a sinner. Just like I'm a sinner. Uh, That's not a bad thing. That's just a factual thing. Why does a dog bark? Because it's a dog. Why does a cat meow? Because it's a cat, right? That's why. We don't, we're not sinners because we sin. We sin because we're sinners. That creature doesn't become a dog because it barks. That creature barks because it's a dog. I saw on Facebook or TikTok that a cat that actually barked. Undoubtedly, that cat identifies as a dog, right? (laughs) I mean, that's silly. Would you call that cat a dog because it barks? Or would you say, look at that cute little cat. Can you believe he just barked? I bet you you'd say the latter, not the former. And that's how we are as well. See, no one responds to reality. You got to get this. What we respond to is our map of reality. It's like there are still people. There are still 30% of this country, maybe 25%. The, the CNN addicts, the MSNBC worshipers, 25 to 30% of this country still believe that Donald Trump was elected by the Russians. Really? Stunning. And yet we've had confidential, top secret stuff released, de-secretified, whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, and it says, nope. It was all made up. And now we find out that there's actually a lot of trial getting ready to start that this law firm working with Clinton actually set up a fake server so it would look like Donald Trump was connected to a Russian server. I mean, what? they were doing this in op- opposition. This is what Sussman's going to jail, uh, is going on trial for. Stunning. And yet some people still won't believe it. You have all these people panicking that Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned. Well, we don't know that. And But people are saying, well, abortion is going to be illegal. That's not true at all. <laughs> That's not true at all. Roe v. Wade didn't make abortion legal. What Roe v. Wade did is it made up a right that wasn't in the Constitution. It said the Constitution states that there's a right for women to have an abortion. That was a lie. It's not true. But abortion was illegal before that. It's just states. I always tell people, you're still going to kill all the unwanted kids you want in California, in Oregon, in Washington, no matter what happens with Roe v. Wade, uh, in Massachusetts, in D.C., uh, in you know all these liberal bastions, Minnesota, unfortunately. You're still going to be able to do that. See, no one responds to reality. Roe v. Wade's not going to ban abortion. If Roe v. Wade's are turned over, it just removes the, the federal right to an abortion. That's all it does. You think Californians are ever going to give up their right to abortion? Oh, please. You think Massachusettsites are going to give up their right? Please. You think New Yorkers? Oh, please. No way. See, we don't respond to reality. We respond to our map reality. And here's the problem. We respond to things that we believe to be true as if they are true. Whether they are or not doesn't matter. It's like that child, I use the example all the time, that child that gets up screaming, crying, tears soaked in their shirt, and they run into your room and said, there's a monster under my bed. Now, you know there's no monster under their bed. Monsters don't exist. 
But you look at that child, their heart's racing, their tears are pouring. That child is hyperventilating. So you tell that child there's no monster, you send them back to the room by themselves, right? No. You calm them down. You sedate them with touch. You let them sleep in your bed. Or you go in their bed with them and you lay down with them to show that there's no monster in there. Or you turn on the lights, you get a flashlight, you lift up under the bed, and you look under there to show her that there is no monster. But yet those tears are real. Her hyperventilation is real. Her panic is real. Yesterday I had to get a tooth extracted, right? And you know what they did? My blood pressure went through the roof. And they kept me there for an extra half hour because they couldn't get my blood pressure down. Why? Because I was in a lot of pain. Because I had a tooth yanked out of my head. Because my infection was keeping the numbness from taking effect. It hurt. It was a lot of pain. So all the thinking about this pain, thinking about this, drove my blood pressure up. And as soon as I stopped thinking about the pain, and I went in my head and said, I am relaxed and slowed down my breathing, my blood pressure went down. I watched myself make my blood pressure go down, all with my own BS. And remember, that's belief system. And so we got to figure out what is keeping us from being the people we want to be. Remember, I tell the story all the time. George Bernard Shaw was a famous writer. And near the end of his life, He was with a group of reporters, and he was asked a simple question. They said, George, hey, if you could live life all over again, if you could start all over with a base of knowledge you have today, and you could be anybody you wanted to be, who would you be? And he thought about it for a moment. He said, you know what? If I could live my life all over again and be anybody I wanted to be, I'd be the George Bernard Shaw that I could have been. And what he was talking about is to living up to his full potential without the fear without the doubt, without the limiting belief systems, without taking his chains of pain from his past into other people's future. And that's what I do at Like It Matters. My desire is to help you maximize the potential you were created with, to help you become the George Bernard Shaw you could have been. And in NLP, we always ask the question, what's holding you back? What's stopping you? As I work with executives and uh, athletes and all that, and we're setting goals, the whole question, we got at some point get to the question, up until now, what's been holding you back? And see, there are different types of obstacles we face. And what gives the obstacle its power is our own belief system. There are three types. They're called setbacks, they're called roadblocks, and they're called defeats. And all three fall into the category called obstacles. They're standing between where you are now and where you want to be. See, that's, the, that's clear vision for a leader. A leader for clear vision is three questions. First question is, where am I now? The second question is, where am I going? The third question is, what will it take to get there and how long? What? Those are the three questions of clear vision. All true leaders ask themselves these questions either consciously or unconsciously. I'll restate them again. Where am I now? Where am I going? What will it take to get there? And how long? And in the process, we got to ask the question, what's been holding us back? What's kept us up until now from doing that? And so we got to look at these setbacks, roadblocks, defeats. Setbacks are, are usually relatively minor hiccups. Uh, really, they don't actually stop you. They're more like speed bumps. They simply slow you down. It's kind of like objections. Some objections are stoppers. You've got to deal with them now. Some objections are minor. You can deal with them at the end. But roadblocks are obstacles that do a little bit more than just slow you down. You've got to get that. They're more like tar paper. They actually threaten to make you stuck. 
There's something that impedes your progress and prevents you from accomplishing something. And then there are defeats. And these are the mother of all setbacks and roadblocks. The life changes that can force you to do a complete 180 and wonder, what the heck am I going to do now? You got to realize that what makes these what they are is our own belief system, is our own BS. There are certain things that if uh, happened to me, I would push through them. And yet they happen to other people and it crumble, they crumble. And there are certain things I've seen other people push through, no big deal, that I thought if I had to deal with that, I, I wouldn't. I'd quit. I'd walk away. Right? What's the difference? The difference is how we frame a perception. And so we all have things holding us back. But over the last couple of weeks, I've talked about the 20 most common blocks to leadership. And I've had a lot of listeners email me and write me and say, man, I'd really like you to go in depth through those 20 blocks of leadership. These are things that are keeping us from being the George Bernard Shaw we could have been. And today, I'm actually in the last two segments. I'm going to go through those. I'm going to break them down for you because these are things that are holding us back. These are bricks in our wall. For some of you, these are actually the wall itself. For some of you, these will be just another brick in the wall. Because as I go through these 20, what you're going to see is you might have a lot of them in you. So they're just another brick in the wall. But remember, the only person that can put up a wall in your life is you. And the only person that can take it down is you. But I'm here to help. Today, we're talking about another brick in the wall. I'm Black. We'll be right back. I eat because I'm unhappy. I'm unhappy because I eat. It's a vicious cycle. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Free, what a great word. We are often asked if we give free estimates. The truth is that very little is actually free, but we absolutely do offer free, no obligation estimates on roofing, siding, gutters, and windows, and we feel privileged to do so. This makes me think of the incredible cost of salvation, so costly that nobody, nobody can afford it. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. The only way to pay our sin debt is with death. Ouch. The verse continues with, But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Honestly, there is very little cost to us doing an estimate for you, and we actually get the benefit of meeting you too. But think of the cost of salvation. If you have any questions about your home's exterior or about the free gift of salvation, please look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? 
At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. And today, we're not only doing some construction, because we're always under construction, we're doing some destruction. Cool. There's something called truth therapy. And what it means is you got to take a look at what's going on in your head or take a listen and identify those things. And those things that are lies, you got to replace the lie with the truth. So we got to chime into what's going on in our head. Remember, Dr. Viktor Frankl said, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. And see, it was, uh, who is it? Mikhail Csikszentmihalyi. I love this guy's name. I could never spell his name. I'm a pretty good speller. But Mikhail Csikszentmihalyi. Now, I'm looking at his name spelt, and I would never think Csikszentmihalyi. Luckily, I listened to his book years ago, so I heard him say his own name. Csikszentmihalyi. If I was to spell it for you, you'd say, how did you get that from that? But he wrote a great book called Flow, one of my favorite books. And he says, a person can make himself happy or miserable regardless of what is happening outside just by changing the contents of consciousness. We all know individuals who can transform hopeless situations into challenges to be overcome just through the force of their personalities. This ability to persevere despite obstacles and setbacks is the quality most people admire in others, and justly so. It is probably the most important trait, not only for succeeding in life, but for enjoying it as well. To develop this trait, one must find ways to order consciousness so as to be in control of feelings and thoughts. Isn't that powerful? That's what Dr. Viktor Frankl said, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. The battle is in the mind. The good book says this. Focus only on those things that are good and pure. Hold your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Guard your heart for all the issues of life stem from it. And ladies and gentlemen, people are always watching. And our actions have an effect on those that follow behind us. I don't know if this is true or not. I've never done the research. I've seen it all over the Internet for decades. So I'm going to share it like it is. But I believe, even if it's not fully true, and I believe it is, that it's more true than it's not true. And let me compare two people's lives. His name is Jonathan Edwards, and the other one is Max Juke. In the early 1700s, these two men started families. So Jonathan Edwards, you should know him. He was a famous preacher, very famous preacher. He was a godly man and married a woman of like character. 729 of their descendants' lives were studied. 300 of them were ministers. 65 were college professors. 13 were university presidents. 60 authored books. Three were congressmen. One was vice president of the United States. The family has not cost the government a single dollar. They generated lots of wealth. Now, here's this other guy, Max Juke. He was not a Christian, 
and he lived accordingly, an ungodly life. That's by definition, not being a Christian is you're going to do something ungodly. He married a woman of similar character. Now, they had 1,026 descendants that were studied, of which 300 prematurely died. Interesting, because 300 were ministers in Edwards. 300 of these died prematurely. Ready for this? 67 died of syphilis. 190 public prostitutes. 100 alcoholics. 280 lived in abject poverty. 140 received government aid. 150 were criminals, of which seven were murderers. Incarcerating 150 of them cost the state more than $1.2 million. Jukes himself made no known contribution to society outside of all the people that he begat. See, this is what the Bible talks about when it says the sins of the father are visited on the children to the third and fourth generation. This is commonly said to mean that you have, may have ancestral curses. That's not what this means. That is the Bible misquoted, misapplied. Wrong. What God's saying is that we set up a foundation. We set up a culture. We set up an environment that our children have to live in that make it more difficult. Today's Roe v. Wade. 63 million babies have been killed. America is a country of 330 million. Do you understand that in America in 50 years, we have killed one-fifth of our country off. So think about that. 63-plus million children have been aborted since Roe v. Wade. I think it was 1973. I could be wrong. But about 50 years. Think about that. That's stunning. That sins of the father are visited on the children of the third and fourth generation. And remember the scripture says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. In other words, you're putting this stuff in their head. Remember, by child time a child is five or six years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. This is how we're made. Notice what God says, train up a child in the way he should go or she should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. By the way, what happens usually now, they go to college, they get reprogrammed, they get off the, the, the God's plantation, God's farm. And then later on in life, they come back to it if they don't die before then. Think about it. God talks a lot about this. Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Proverbs twenty three thirteen. Do not without dis- withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. Acts sixteen thirty one. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. I love the way the message puts Proverbs 22, 6. It says, point your kids in the right direction. When they're old, they won't be lost. Not a joke. <laughs> Isn't that great? So our, they affect people. And what happens, we get all these lies in our head. And they start off just as self-talk. I'm not good enough. I'm only as good as what I can do for somebody. I'm a mistake. I'm a waste. Uh, my parents got divorced because of me. I'm not a good person. I caused my family's uh, life to be uh, fall apart. We create these things. And remember, we have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. So what happens is what we start believing is what takes hold over and over and over. So then a teacher who doesn't mean to mocks us. And we are mocked by our dad. We are mocked by our brothers and sisters. Now a teacher does it or a coach does it. Or a 16-year-old. We're a 16-year-old and we're in love with this first girl. And we don't do something right or we embarrass ourselves. And she mocks us. And then we start creating what you to be just words now become a belief system and over life they become a wall and we all have walls and men and women we all have walls and, and, and men our walls seem to be the thickest and the tallest because there's a war against us 
Men can't do this. Men don't do this. Everything's man's fault. And if you're a white conservative man, you deserve nothing. You have no right to live. You have no right to have a job. You have no. Can you believe the hatred in our government? The hatred towards white conservative Christians is stunning. Uh, uh, stunning. Uh, I, I can't believe it. And for so many of you, you're okay with that. Somehow it makes everything fair and right, and somehow that's called equity. That's stunning because I've never had a slave, and I've never treated anybody poorly just because of the color of the skin. Well, I've treated people poorly, I'm sad to say. And so what I like to do, there's 20 of the most common blocks of leadership. These are belief systems that started as kids that we kept telling ourselves over and over that we heard it, and then they become these structures. That's where you say you take a mountain – and you create, I mean, a molehill, and you create a mountain out of it. These fears played over and over and over. The experiences, uh, the headaches, the sleepless nights, the migraines, TMJ, all this stuff, and then they become law to us. They become real. And so I'm going to identify these 20 most common blocks to leadership because I think it's important. The first one is fear of risking. The only reason I'm on the radio today is because I've been doing what I do for 30 years. You know why I've been doing what I do for 30 years? is because I was doing it for somebody else. And then they attempted to destroy me, and then I had to go out and make it work because I had no money. I had no backing, and so I didn't have a chance to get it right. I didn't have a chance to wait for all the moons to line. I just had to make it work. It's what stops most people's fear of risking. It's like this. During World War II, the, the Germans were known for how brutal they were to our U.S. soldiers. And there was this one prisoner war camp where the commandant was known for being a butcher. He'd do live experiments on our soldier. And so every morning, the way he would start his day is he'd pull out a U.S. soldier and give him the choice for how they were going to die that day. They could either take the easy way out, take a bullet to the head, or they could take whatever he devised behind the secret door that he would point to every morning. And every morning, that U.S. soldier would step up and choose a bullet to the head. Step up, bullet to the head. Boom, boom. Yeah. Step up, bullet to the head. One day... This junior officer asked this commandant, sir, what is so terrible behind that door that these brave men would choose a bullet to the head instead of that? And with that, he said freedom. Freedom was behind that door, but they had to take the risk to choose it without knowing that's what they were going to choose. I've had a lot of people ask me if that's a true story. I don't know. I think it is. I've read it a couple times over the past few decades. But, you know, a lot of people do the same thing. See, the bullet in the head represents an easy way out. And the easy way out for most people is they choose the enemy they know versus the enemy they don't know. Even if their life's chaotic, even if it's screwed up, they know they can live through it. And so they live in constant fear, constant pain, because at least it's comfortable. And there's a lot of people living in comfortable fear, comfortable pain, instead of taking that risk to step out. Go to likeitmatters.net. Let me help you step out. Number two is lack of commitment. Oh, people participating. People saying I do, but they mean I'll try. People saying I do, but they mean I'll give it a test drive. See how it works out. Lack Lack of commitment. Indecisiveness. This is a big one. People are afraid to make the wrong decision, so they make no decision. So they decide to decide to decide to decide. You just got to make a decision. If not, life will choose for you. It's like if you don't die with a will, then you died in, 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 in testate, I think it is, intestate. In other words, the state that you're in has a will for you if you don't have one. The same thing with life. You, choose the, you can choose. Some people choose what they want, and some people choose by not choosing. They get the leftovers. They get what the world throws at them because they didn't make a better decision. You got closed-minded. 
Boy, that's a big one today. Boy, you get people on the left. If you don't think exactly like them, you know, they they're, they want nothing to do with you. If you don't support abortion on demand, if you don't p- support CRT, if you don't support the 1619 lie, if you don't support all that, then you're terrible. To Biden, you're the biggest threat to this country. You're the most radical group of people that America has ever seen. Don't believe that lie. Today, we're dealing with these lies. Truth therapy, identify the lie, replace it with the truth. When we come back, we'll finish up the 20 most common blocks to leadership. I'm Black. We'll be right back. I pity myself. Is that the truth or a lie? Truth Therapy. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 20% of the general population have hearing loss and can't understand speech in noisy places. The universal blue and white hearing loss sign imprinted with a capital letter T means that a hearing loop is installed. Switch your hearing aids or cochlear implants into the T or telecoil mode for clearer speech. Contact your audiologist or instrument dispenser to learn more about this technology. Paid for by the Minnesota Commission of the Deaf, Deaf, Blind, and Hard of Hearing, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career, I spent time in supervision and management. So I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the T-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so... I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and today we're talking about another brick in the wall. And those walls are what I call blocks to leadership. And right now, I'm going through the 20 most common blocks to leadership. If you've missed any of this program, just uh, when you're done listening to this part, just go to likeitmattersradio.com. Likeitmattersradio.com, and you can listen to this message and many others. We keep them all on there. And I also have a podcast twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays, biweekly. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, just look up Living Life Like It Matters. Living Life Like It Matters. Uh, we have a story time with Mr. Black on Monday, and then a full episode on Thursday, which is not exactly like the radio show so it's different content so continue being under construction with us so let me finish up with these 20 most common blocks to leadership Uh, we're on number five number five and six are very closely related rescuer and victim and why they're closely related because they're two of the three um, points on what's called the drama triangle so I always tell people this if you've got a chance write it down drama triangle the guy's name is Stephen Cartman K-A-R-P-M-A-N you got to know uh, this is what's going on in America. You should know the Drama Triangle. It's a 45-page booklet. Uh, it will fill you in exactly what's going on and why the path we're on is leading to destruction. What we're doing right now, ladies and gentlemen, is pure destruction. And that's not an opinion. That's psychologically sound. That's based on science. That's based on patterns. That's why you got to listen to the show daily, Monday through Friday, from 11 to 12 Central Standard Time. And remember, you can listen live anywhere in the world by live streaming at freedom1570.com. So rescuer is someone that does for somebody else what they can do for themselves. I use the example. Uh, it's a, You see a bird egg. It's wanting to hatch. You've seen it working on hatching for a couple of days, but doesn't seem to be able to get out of that shell. So you put on gloves, you put on tweezers, you don't want to touch the egg because you know the mother won't touch the bird if you do, if it smells you. So you slowly pull off that shell. And you know what you did to that creature? You didn't rescue it. You made it somebody's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, depending on what time of day it is. Because that creature gets its strength in its wings by of its shell. And that's what's going on in America circa 2022. We're no longer, no, no one learns by overcoming anymore. No one has to pick themselves up, dust themselves off, hit again. No one has to be an overcomer. Now we're just victims. Now we're just blamers. Now we're just looking for a free lunch, a free ride, a million dollar payday because someone didn't treat me right, because someone did a dog whistle, because someone looked at me strange, because someone doesn't believe in abortion, because someone doesn't think gay people, gay thing is normal, because someone doesn't think being a, a heterosexual relationship is normal. Who cares? what other people think my dad you say if other people jumped off a bridge would you jump off too when did we become so dependent on what everybody else thinks about us so beware that's what a rescuer is a rescuer doesn't grow people because they're too busy enabling them and that's what a victim is a victim is somebody who's never happy unless there's life falling apart and boy in this country we have cred victim cred Boy, if you can claim that you're a victim, you got you can do whatever you want. One of the ways Look at you get all these people shoplift. Victimhood. Yep. Oh, absolutely. I saw San Francisco yesterday. No one's talking about it. You see all these people killing people and running away. No one's talking about their race. Whenever race is ignored, it's because it doesn't fit the narrative. It's a black person doing it. And the media wants you to think that all black people uh, are victims How and all white you? people are persecutors. So you can't. they can't show you black people doing anything wrong. But in San Francisco, I saw this thing. They're, they're cleaning out shelves or stealing. And they show a picture. And everybody in the picture is black. And I could show you picture after picture 
picture to picture the same thing, but no one talks about it. But if those were all white people, you know about it. See, ladies and gentlemen, low expectations of others. That's where we're getting to. See, that's number seven. This is what happens. When you lower the bar for people and you no longer have expectations, you have pity for them, you say they're not good enough. And that's what the Democratic Party does to black people. The, they think black people are low forms of life, that they will just want crime, that they just want you uh, ain't they black. want to kill cops. Yeah, it's just stunning what the Democratic Party thinks about black people. I would be offended if I was a person of color. Uh, there's no way I could be a Democrat. The, how low they think of you, that you need a white man to help you out, that you can't make it on your own, that you're not smart enough to vote. I mean, net. how insulting. Low expectation of others. Number eight, fear of failure. Fear of failure. These are people, there's a possibility of failure, they won't do it. And you, if you're not as successful as you want to be, can I tell you why? Because you haven't failed enough. That's why. There's no, people get rescued nowadays. You don't learn from your failures. Proverbs twenty four sixteen says, a righteous man will stumble seven times but get back up. But the wicked will stumble into ruin. So you got to stop with the fear mm. of failure. You want to call Sam Walton a failure. You want to call uh, the guy who invented the light bulb a failure. You want to call Mary Kay a failure. You want to call Abraham Lincoln a failure. You want to call any of these people, Colonel Sanders. And if you don't know why I'm saying those names, you should read a book now and then that doesn't have smut or vampires in it. Because all those people fell tons of times before they were 50 years old, had no success beforehand. Number nine is critical. These are the Ginsu knife people. Remember, they slice and dice everything. They want to cut it up. They're, they're dream snatchers. They're crabs. You know, I, I've had people that are crabbers. They say you never put a soul crab in a box because that crab will crawl out. You always got to get a second crab and throw it in with the first crab because the second crab will do everything it can from keeping the first one from getting out. And there's a lot of crustaceans in the human family. I got to tell you that right now. Number 10, lack of focus. The number one cause for accidents on the job site. No, nothing even comes close. It's also why we lose our first the Lord. Marriages die because we lose our focus. Shiny object, squirrel, what? 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. Distraction. I'm telling you, it's all set up by design. Number 11 is a wall that every single human being possesses, wanting to be liked. That's why the whole privilege movements, the whole cancel culture is best on this thing, is based on this right here, wanting to be liked. For someone like me, it's a garden wall. For some, it's the great wall that can be seen from, from outer space. Number 12 and 13, closely related, low self-worth, low self-esteem. Low self-worth has to do with our identity, uh, our value at work, uh, also our relationship to God. There's an opening in the department, and people say you should go for it, but you don't think you're good enough. You don't think you're smart enough. You don't think you're qualified enough. That's low self-worth. Low self-esteem is much more intimate. I, I read years ago, I don't read it anymore in the, in the L.A. Times, about female gangs. And the way these females are inducted into this female gang is they allow themselves to be gang raped by the male gang. See, when you have low self-esteem, when you don't know who you are, there's a lot of people in college having fun with girls who have father issues. They have low self-esteem because of their dad that showed them their love. And so some guy gives a little beer in them, a little pot in them, and says the right things, and they take their clothes off because they just need approval. Number 14, focusing on problems. These are people, no matter what, are going to tell you what's wrong with something. Number 15, controlling versus empowering. This is the ultimate battle for the leader. Am I going to be a controlling leader or an empowering leader? Is it going to be my way or the highway, or am I going to develop people? Number 16, having to work hard. Number 17, having to be perfect. That is the burden. 
That's a burden. People say this all the time. I have to go to work. I have to take care of my kids. You have to or you get to. You got to reframe that. You, you have to take care of your kids. A lot of people love to have kids that can't. Let's be honest. Many people have kids that never should have. You have to take care of your kids or you get to take care of your kids. You have to go to work. Man, I know my producer gets a lot of time off. He gets vacation. He gets paid time on a half Amen. of this and that. I got none of that stuff. You got a good job. You have to go to work or you get to go to work. You see? That's the burden. And you change the words. You change the feeling. You change the meaning. So having to work hard is a workaholic. Now, I think you should work hard. I put in 20-hour days sometimes. But having to work hard is people who avoid dealing with things at home, and they spend more time at work than they need to. Because a lot of us, men, you know this, we have a lot more authority at work than we do at home. It's avoidance usually. Number 17 is having to be perfect. These are people that if all the moons aren't aligned, they don't do it. Sometimes you got to be MacGyver your life. You just got to make it happen. Fear of rejection is number 18. And these are people, there's a possibility of getting a no, they won't do it. It's the number one cause for failure in salespeople. Number 19, fear of embarrassment. These are people that are feeling that if they're ever embarrassed or put down by someone, it just crumbles, it breaks them. And like with all of them, this is an inside process. No one else can make you feel embarrassed. They might do something, but you have to participate. You, they can't make you feel. That's, you have to be a part of that. And number 20 is lack of purpose. This is Alice in Wonderland. She comes to a fork in the road. She stops. The Cheshire cat appears. And Alice asks that cat a simple question. Which one of these roads do I take? And the cat responded Socratically with a question. Where are you going? And Alice said, I don't know. And then these wise words for a talking cat. Then any road will take you there. I had to hit rewind. What did that cat just say? That cat just said, when you don't know where you're going, then any road will take you there. And that is just like our life. See, ladies and gentlemen, what's holding you back? And what's holding you back is walls that you constructed. Now, you might have been traumatized or dramatized, whatever. But the wall was put up by you, no matter what anybody else did. And if you want to take it down, the only one that can do that is you. Go to likeitmatters.net, and I can help you deconstruct what you put together over a lifetime. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. If things don't go your way, just keep complaining until your dreams come true. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, my heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.